Hyperbaric Therapy for Burns Thermal burns are common in the United States and approximately 2 million people are injured every year with about 155 million patients needing admission to a hospital and 6,500 cases resulting in death. Burns are complex and dynamic injuries that cause profound activation of platelets and white cells, destruction of the microvasculature and coagulation or thrombosis and accumulation of edema. Medical treatment of burns is critical, especially when they are second degree or worse when they are substantial amount of body surface area is affected. There are multiple factors to why thermal burns are difficult to treat and hyperbaric oxygen therapy can be used as a part of the treatment regimen to reduce healing time and improve outcomes. The characteristic of a burn is described as a zone of coagulation surrounded by an area of stasis and bordered by erythema. The destruction of and obstruction of microvascularization impedes cellular and humoral immunity and alters macrophage function. The microcirculation is comprised is compromised to the greatest extent during the first 12 to 24 hours after the burn has occurred. The injury can remain in a state of flux for 72 hours and the lack of oxygenation causes ischemic necrosis rather quickly. The burn also causes extensive edema, which is caused by an increase in capillary permeability leading to hypoproteinemia. This causes a decrease in intravascular oncotic pressure and fluid can easily leak out of the vasculature and into the interstitial space. Goals of treating burns are uh, minimizing edema, edema, keeping tissue viable in the stasis zone of the burn, protecting the microvasculature and enhancing host defenses to stave off infection. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy addresses these physiological derangements and can be beneficial to patients. Once the patient is stabilized, treatment is then aimed at patient survival, wound, rapid wound healing, and reduction of scarring, abnormal pigmentation, all while being cost effective. Early treatment of thermal burns is critical. It is important to initiate fluid resuscitation as quickly as possible, and the patient will sometimes require several liters acutely. The treatment team should, be, should aim to decrease fluid losses from the wound and slow bacterial growth. Topical agents and antibiotics are used for infection and often used for prophylactics in certain circumstances. Debridement, along with placement of a skin graft or flap, helps to aid in controlling bacterial growth and fluid loss. The most concerning element of a thermal burn is an infection, which is the leading cause of death from burns. This is due to the loss of integumentary barrier that leads to bacterial invasion and growth, as well as obstructed or compromised microvasculature that prevents cellular and humoral elements from reaching the burn site. The immune system is dampened, limiting immunoglobulins and macrophage function in chemotaxis, phagocytosis, and other antibiotic properties. Besides infection, burns can lead to a myriad of different comorbidities as well, which include pneumonia, respiratory failure, cellulitis, urinary tract infection, and sepsis. Since 1965, hyperbaric oxygen therapy has been suggested to improve outcomes in thermal burns after it was observed to heal second-degree burns faster in a group of coal miners being treated for carbon monoxide therapy. The skin adjacent to the second and third degree burns is more hypoxic than normal skin, and continued studies show that hypoxic tissue surrounding the burn can be returned to normal oxygen levels and oxygen administration under pressure. It has shown to decrease edema through vasoconstriction and prevent microcirculation to enhance oxygen delivery by a direct osmotic effect. Hyperbaric, oxy hyperbaric oxygen also aids in deactivation of white cell adhesion. Most studies of hyperbaric treatment of burns have reported using a variety of animal burn models showing hyperbaric oxygen therapy is beneficial in reducing edema, decreasing fluid requirements, preserving dermal structures with improved vascularity, and increasing immune response. 
In human studies, the results have varied but support the potential benefit of hyperbaric oxygen therapy as an adjunct therapy. A Cochrane review was published in 2004 that looked at a total of two small randomized trials. These studies demonstrated improved healing, decreased mortality, reduction in hospital stay, and decreased need for surgery. There are studies, however, that have shown little or no benefit from hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Insufficient evidence is, avail is available to support the routine use of, of patients with thermal burns, although it is widely used adjunct therapy. Hyperbaric oxygen does, does have the potential to decrease healing time and fluid requirements as well as increase the success of skin grass, but more studies must be conducted to adopt this into routine practice for therapy and requires complex equipment, procedures, and specialized skills in a constricted environment, which may become unsafe when caring for critically ill burn patients. Anatomy and Physiology Thermal burns are classified by depth and tissue injury. There are four classifications set by the American Burn Foundation. Superficial improve, involve the epidermal layer of the skin. These injuries do not blister but can be painful. They, they usually self-resolve within a week. Partial uh, thickness or second-degree burns involve the epidermal layer and parts of the dermal layer. Superficial partial thickness burns blister and are painful but resolve within 21 days and usually do not cause scarring. Deep partial thickness burns always blister and cause damage to the hair follicles and glandular tissue. Deep partial thickness burns are extremely painful. These burns get infected and may need to be grafted depending upon the extent of the injury. These injuries take up to nine weeks to heal and will form hypertrophic scarring. Full thickness or third degree burns. These burns go through the entire dermal layer and frequently injure subcutaneous tissue. Burn eschars or the denatured dermal layer is in fact acutely the wound may be anesthetic due to the necrotic nature of the burn. The appearance can be waxy or gray to black. The eschar of the burn will eventually fall off, revealing a bed of granulation tissue. If full thickness burn does not undergo surgery, it will heal by contracture. These burns never spontaneously heal. Ex extension into deep tissue, fourth degree. These burns involve underlying soft tissue that may involve muscle or bone. These injuries may be life-threatening and need to be treated immediately. Indications. Hyperbaric therapy is indicated for burns that extend into the dermis and beyond. Each case may vary, but if a patient has an inhalation injury, impaired wound healing, extensive edema, or large area of skin involved, hyperbaric oxygen therapy would be a good adjunctive therapy to add. If a patient has received a skin graft or flap, hyperbaric oxygen is shown to improve the success of the graft placement. Technique. If used, hyperbaric oxygen treatment should be initiated as soon as possible after the injury. Three treatments in the first 24 hours is suggested, and twice daily after that. Sessions are 90 minutes in length at 2 atmospheres to 2.4 atmospheres, and should be continued for 20 to 30 sessions, although the number of treatments depends on the clinical extent of the injury in response to treatment. Though hyperbaric therapy is generally well tolerated, it is important to consider potential complications that can arise in patients receiving treatments. Barotrauma to hollow organs of the body is the most common frequent side effect for patients which should be carefully monitored. The most common barotraumatic injury is middle ear barotrauma, which includes the middle ear effusions and tympanic membrane rupture with an incidence of 2%. Barotrauma can also involve the sinuses and is typically found in patients who have upper respiratory infections and allergic rhinitis. Patients should be carefully screened for these preconditions and may be given antihistamines or nasal decongestants to mitigate potential complications during therapy sessions. 
Pulmonary barotrauma, though less common, is another important complication to keep in mind. Before hyperbaric therapy is initiated, patients should be fully evaluated for a pre-existing pneumothorax, which should be managed prior to starting treatment. In fact, an untreated pneumothorax is the only absolute contraindication to hyperbaric therapy. Systemic oxygen toxicity from hyperbaric therapy can cause a rare yet concerning side effect, seizures. Hyperbaric-induced seizures have an incidence of about 0.011% according to a retrospective analysis of 2,334 patients. They have been associated with patients receiving certain medications including insulin, steroids, thyroid replacement therapy, and sympathomimetics, and thus patients on these medications should be carefully monitored during the sessions. If seizures do occur, they should be managed acutely by reducing the FiO2 concentration of the air to 21%, administering anticonvulsant therapy, and stopping hyperbaric treatment as soon as possible. Clinical significance. In summary, hyperbaric oxygen therapy for the first 24 hours of burn is shown to decrease edema by vasoconstriction and decrease the chance of burn shock, decrease wound infections, promote epithelialization, increase the viability of skin flaps and grafts, be effective against carbon monoxide and smoke inhalation, reduce fluid requirements of the patient, counteract ischemia in tissue by raising oxygen levels, hypoxic tissue to supraphysiologic levels. 24 hours after the thermal burn injuries, hyperbaric oxygen therapy has shown to relieve paralytic ileus, decrease incidence of Cushing's ulcers, reduce hypertrophic scarring and ulceration, counteracts burn encephalopathy and cerebral edema, reduce the length of hospital stay, reduce the need for surgery.